We'll begin our worship this evening with My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. <clears throat> My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest prey, but holy lead on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness fails his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. thankful to be gathered together this evening in your son's name. We're thankful to be as one family. Father, we, uh, we're thankful for your love and your mercy, which uh, although we chose to walk away, you always wanted us back. We're thankful for the word that you provided for us as we study it. We see that we can see that difference between right and wrong. We always see that you want us back. We're thankful for the example that Jesus gave. We're thankful for the, uh, his ministry, his healing ministry, his forgiveness, his, the love that shines through. Father, we ask that you help us to have hearts like his. Help us to have hearts that share that love, uh, see the world with love. It's easy to be like the Pharisees and pick things apart and bring stuff up that doesn't matter. But, uh, Father, we like to ask that you to help us to be the body of Christ. Help us to be the church of Christ. Father, we ask your blessings on this congregation. We ask your blessings on the eldership for uh, wisdom and uh, love. Ask that you help us to uh, make decisions that will help shape this church and bring us closer to you, not just in the short term, for many years to come. Father, we ask that you bless the deacons and they uh, continue to serve and they, uh, with patience and love and uh, steadfastness. There are things that, more things that need done than things that are getting done sometimes. And Father, we ask that you help us to find servants who are faithful, will help get that done. Help each one of us in our own role, our own ministry, whether it's a caregiver, whether it's, um, whether it's showing, showing grace to someone, whether it's spreading the good news to our families, to our neighbors, setting a good example in the world. 
ask that you bless each one of us. Father, we ask that your blessings on the, um, on the missionaries. We ask for your blessings on Campion, Ayrton, Agrippa, and Peter in Zimbabwe. And they continue to reach the people of Zimbabwe with the gospel. Um, we're thankful how they respond and the differences made in their lives in spite of a government which is um, tough to live under. Father, we ask for your blessings on Barry Rosie and his work in Mali. He's been successful in many places, and we know many places that always, I don't know, he seems to find some of the, the places that have the most turmoil, yet he, he reaches more and more souls. Father, we ask for your blessings on Dennis in Nicaragua. Um, we're thankful for the work that he does there, and we know each one, each one of his the members. He touches their hearts. He, uh, they're in part of his heart, and they're part of his weekly, weekly life. Father, we ask for your blessings on Chris Carter and the uh, prison ministry. It's easy to forget about people like that. It's easy to forget once they're incarcerated that maybe that's just where they need to stay. But we're thankful for hearts like Chris's and uh, Barry, uh, Gary Wider before him, that they continue to touch lives and they make a difference. Father, we're thankful that we have seen the difference that that, that makes, and we know it makes a big difference in this world. Continue to bless the work that's done at East Orange Church of Christ, blessing, and bless the work that's done at Mount Dora. It's tough to bring in kids that aren't yours and make a difference in their lives, but we're thankful that that gets done each and every day. Father, we uh, ask your many blessings on those who are sick. Um, ask for your blessings on Chuck. Continue, continue to heal him from the, the heart attack that he had this week. Get him back up on his feet um, to, to lead singing, to teach class, to give his one-word answers and puns. It's all part of the, the culture here. Father, we have many people who have been suffering from the Rona, either they have been or they've caught it recently. Father, we have, we're thankful for the ones who've gotten over it without major complications, and we're mindful of those who continue to suffer. We're thankful to see Calvin among us today. We know he's had a, quite a struggle, and we're thankful that his faith and the faith of Arliss, that, he, that he's part of us. Father, we're, we're thankful for the many souls who, Lex Pierce, another one, that through the hardest of times, they, uh, you've watched over them, and you've, uh, they continue to be part of our body. Father, we ask for your many blessings today, for years to come, and I also ask that you bless John. John's come a long way. Um, I'm thankful that he's taken the time to go to the school of preaching, and he's uh, working on his ministry. He touches many lives that uh, we don't necessarily see today here, but we know that it makes a difference. And Father, we're uh, thankful for, for the effort John put in, and we uh, ask that you bless him this evening as he brings us the gospel. And he's talking about Peter, and uh, a lot of us can identify with Peter. Father, we ask for your blessings. We ask for your love forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we partake of the Lord's Supper, let's sing number 314, Beneath the Cross of Jesus. And just the, the thought there, the songwriter certainly is putting herself in the place of just the handful of folks who were there, faithful to the, to the very end, to Jesus, before 
everybody knew what was what was going to happen what was about to happen there were a few that were right there with him Jesus said that um, when, when you deal with people, always deal fairly with them. Always do your best. It says that he made wine. It was it was supposedly it was it was the best. He fed five thousand people, and it said that they that they gathered up baskets of, of food afterwards. So what's that mean? Everybody must have been full, or there wouldn't have been any there, there wouldn't have been any leftovers, and. The, the thing about this is every example that we have, Jesus heals someone or he, he, raised, he raised several people from the dead. He always gave the best. And you might be saying, well, what's he talking about that here for? <laughs> this is the Lord's Supper. Jesus came to be the best. Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice for us. He was the only one that, he was the only one that, that could do it. And, and, that's, and that's what he did. And, and as we remember this, we, we remember that, that Jesus was the only one that, that could do it. He's the only one that could take our sins away. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we're, we're thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the love that you showed that you sent him. We're thankful that he was willing to, to obey your commands, that, that he was willing to go to the cross to, to, to save us. We're, willing, we're thankful that, that he was willing to, to live a life on this earth, to, to be perfect, so that he could be that sacrifice, because he was the only one that was, that was able to do it. As we partake of this bread, 
we pray that, that you'll bless it and help us to remember the body that, that, he, get, that he surrendered. It's in his name, Christ. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, continuing in thanks, we're thankful for the blood that was shed. We're thankful for the power that's in the blood. We're thankful that, that Jesus was, was willing to, to, to have the, the, the pure blood that, that can wash away our sins. As we partake once again of this fruit of the vine, we pray that we'll do so in a manner pleasing unto you. In Christ's name we pray. God and our Father, we're thankful for all the blessings in this life that we have. And at this time, we're, we're thankful for a, for a time that we can reflect upon in, in this quiet place of, of everything that you do for us. And we're thankful that we're able to return a portion of what you've given to us, that, that the word here may continue to grow. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This song asks the question, it is well with your soul. 490 answers it. It is well with my soul. I know. If you want to turn your songbooks to 490, it answers this question. It is well with my soul. We'll sing the first and third stand. You gonna try to throw it up, Steve? Uh, no, okay. When peace like a Yeah. 
using the song book 926 will be the invitation song John can you guys hear me okay good oh yeah <laughs> all right thanks <clears throat> nice to see everybody tonight has been a long time since I've been up here. Um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, so thank you. <clears throat> so, the main text for tonight, uh, I'll be reading out of Mark chapter 14, uh, verse 68. I'll be reading out of the King James Version of the Bible. But he denied, saying, I know not. Neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. <clears throat> it's in mysterious and different ways that God calls to mankind. Mysterious and different ways and comes to the rescue. Sometimes it's in a gentle nudge or a tap on the shoulder. Sometimes he comes in a chance meeting on the street. Sometimes he comes into a very emotional situation. I've met people who found God in prison before. All these different things are used by God who keeps watch over his own. Sometimes he comes to people in memories. On March 2nd of 2016, I had an emotional experience that I will not soon forget. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I am a recovering alcoholic. I drank for the better part of 15 years and my life completely spun out of control. Some people can have a beer with dinner, I'm not one of those. I turn into a madman. I, I need more, I crave more, I wanted alcohol more than I wanted to pay my water bill or my power bill, more than I wanted to be a friend or a brother or a son, more than I wanted to be here. I wanted alcohol more than I wanted anything. And March 2nd of 2016 holds a special place in my heart because that was the day that I took my last drink. I've been sober since that day. And my life is better in every way that it could be. On that day in 2016, I believe God led me to a memory. <laughs> I can't say it any better than that. I, I think he led me to a memory that evoked emotion from me. And as I sat there, as I sat there full of despair, full of anger, full of fear, not knowing what to do, not knowing what to think or how to feel, I was swimming desperately for the bottom of that bottle, trying to find some way to deal with how I felt. 
And I thought, I thought of long ago, I thought of when I was a child, I had a memory. And this memory burst forth with a lot of emotion for me. I remembered being a kid. I remember being with my mother. My mother took me to Miracle City Mall. My mother took me to... Back then, it was an Orange Julius. And she took me there, and we, we had lunch. It was a really, really good day. She took me to the arcade a couple shops down. And I played video games for a little while. It was basically my favorite pastime as a child. It was a wonderful day and a wonderful memory. And if you're anything like me, memories don't stop with just one. I, I kind of cascade. I have one memory that leads me on to another and another and another. And that was the case this day as I sat there completely hopeless. I was also smoking at that time in my life. And I didn't care whether I lived or died. I was putting cigarettes out on the floor, you know. Um, it was a desperate time. Another memory that came to mind was when my, my mother was arrested. And then I remembered her being court-ordered to rehab, and I remember her being court-ordered to AA and NA meetings. I remember she didn't want to go there alone, so she invited me to one of those meetings. And I walked in, and I'll never ever forget it as long as I live. I walked in and people jumped up. They shook her hand, they hugged her, they offered her coffee and a donut. They told her that it was going to be okay. They offered me candy. It was, back then you could smoke inside too. And so the smoke was thick. It was like a cobweb in an Indiana Jones movie. It just kind of like peeled off of you. You know, you could feel it. And that, that little AA meeting, it's, it's not there anymore, but it was in a little glass front building on Hopkins. Right now there's a, uh, a pharmacy on the first floor, and on the second floor there's a dance studio. That's where my mom found hope, and as a result, that's where I found some hope. Life started getting better. I remember on that day in, in March, I snapped back to reality out of those memories. <clears throat> and I, I had a thought that maybe if this could work for those people, if there was a solution out there, maybe this could work for me too. Maybe I could find some hope in a hopeless place. In a memory, you know, at the bottom of a bottle. Memories, how they come back to us, how God uses them. Once again, it is in mysterious and different ways that God comes to mankind. Mysterious and different ways that he uses the experiences in our lives to touch us and to come to the rescue. Sometimes he comes in a picture or a song. Sometimes in a memory. To Simon Peter, he came in the crowing of the cock. The sound that bird made, made him remember. Burst forth with emotion. I'm sure we've all heard the story. I would be shocked as I look out on the crowd. I know all of you. I would be shocked if you don't already know this story. It can be found in Matthew chapter 26, in Mark chapter 14, in Luke chapter 22. It can also be found in John chapter 18. All of these uh, Gospels have a, a little different detail. 
And when you put them together, it makes this marvelous story of a prophecy from Christ, of a, a sin from Peter, and then hope in the end. Judas, Judas was leading a group of people that were in service to the high priest. And they went to the Mount of Olives where Jesus and the other disciples were. And Peter wasn't having it, was he? Peter didn't take too kindly to that. Peter immediately jumped up and cut off Malchus's ear, one of the servants. He, he didn't want Jesus to be arrested. And his impulsive gesture of protection was rebuked by Christ. Jesus said, put your sword away. This has to happen. Then he healed Malchus. And then they arrested him anyway. You ever wonder about that? Do you think Malchus took part in the arrest or he just kind of backed off? I wonder that sometimes. <clears throat> Scripture tells us that they bound the hands of our Lord and they led him away. Scripture also tells us that Peter followed it as, as a, excuse me, at a distance. As they led Christ away, Peter followed at a distance. I wonder sometimes what Peter would have seen at a distance. Late at night, did he see the torches? Did he see the lanterns far away on the winding mountain path? Did they go in and out like giant fireflies as they passed through the trees? He couldn't get too close. They finally took Jesus where he was going to be questioned. They're looking for a reason to kill him. They're looking for a way to give Jesus enough rope to hang himself. They figure if they're going to ask him enough questions, he'll slip up, and then they can take care of this troublemaker. Peter finally catches up. And he goes in through the gate. There's a courtyard with a fire. People are gathered around it. I don't know if any of you have been in a mountainous region at night. It's not warm. So Peter goes to warm himself. He goes to sit down by the fire. A servant girl comes up to him and says, Aren't you with that guy? You know that guy we arrested and we brought him here. Aren't you with him, the Nazarene? And Peter says, no, no. As I read earlier, Peter doesn't just say no. He says, I don't even understand what you're talking about. And then he leaves the comfort of the fire. He goes down onto the porch. And for the first time, the cock crows. Earlier in the evening, Mark 14, verse 30, Jesus has a prophecy. Before the cock crows twice, thou shalt deny me thrice, he says. Right before the rooster crows twice, Peter will deny three times. Three times. Another person approaches Peter. The second person. This person says, aren't you with him? Aren't you also one of those? Aren't you with this man, Jesus? And Peter says, no, I am not. He denies a second time. A third person chimes in. This next part takes place in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 73. 
I love how the King James Version puts it. This third person says, no, yes, you, you are one of them. You're a Galilean. Listen to his accent. His speech betrayeth him. You are one of them. Scripture goes on to tell us that Peter loses his mind. He starts screaming. He starts cursing. You imagine the rock upon whom the church will be built is screaming and cursing and denying our Lord. A blind rage was in the saddle. <clears throat> he says something along the lines of, I've already told you twice. It's cold. I'm sitting by the fire. I'm getting warm. I don't know the man. Get off my back. He denied three times. And at that moment, this is my favorite part of the story and possibly, in my opinion, the worst part of the story. The look. The look in Luke chapter 22, verse 61. Right after the third denial. Peter hears something. He hears something. He turns. He looks. And Jesus is staring at him. And this is not a, a normal man looking at him. This is not a regular guy, right? This is the Son of God. This is the Savior. This is the root of David, the bright morning star. This is the Lamb of God. This is the lion of the tribe of Judah who will open the scroll in the seven seals. That's the guy that's looking at Peter. And Peter can't take it. The rooster crows. Inside Peter, I can only imagine disappointment eating away at his very soul. Fear and remorse are inside of his heart in a tug of war with resentment and pride. And he slinks down onto the porch, and Scripture tells us he weeps bitterly. He can't take what he's done. Now, how do we, how do we turn back from this? How did Peter turn back from this? Did Peter stay on the porch? Scripture would tell us no. This is the man that goes on to preach at the day of Pentecost. This is the man that a few days after the crucifixion, right, he goes fishing. And the, the other disciples say, no, 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 you're not going alone. And they're fishing unsuccessfully, and a guy on the shore says, hey, throw your nets on the other side. When the nets burst, Peter understands who it is, and he goes. He jumps out of the boat and swims toward Jesus, and Jesus already has everything Peter needs. He has cooked breakfast, and he restores him. Peter finds hope. Another place that Peter might have found hope. I don't think... I don't think the only thing that Peter remembered when the rooster crowed, Jesus looked at him with what I believe are eyes of concern. It says he remembered the words of the Lord. Memories, once again. Here they crop up again. It says he remembered 
Before the cock crows twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But Peter leaves the porch. He doesn't stay there in that place of despair. Do you think Peter also remembered earlier in the evening when Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not? He probably remembered that too. Do you think Peter maybe he remembered the jars at Cana being changed from water into wine? Do you think he remembered Jesus healing people? Do you think he remembered Jesus feeding people? This is his Lord and master and friend and he has watched him get arrested and get taken away and he knows he's probably going to die. Hope is what I found in a memory. I think scripture tells us that Peter found hope in a memory. And we have problems. Sure, there are, there are problems. But there's, there's a grace. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. There's another way when the walls are closing in. We have we have problems, sure. Do I have problems and issues? Yeah, but so what? There's another in the fire standing with me. My debt left for dead beneath the water. I'm not a slave to my sin anymore. Neither are you. And should I ever need reminding of the power that once set me free, there's a crypt that has no body. And now that spirit lives in me, and it lives in you too. This man, Peter, who once denied, went on to preach what is, I would say, is the most popular verse in the churches of Christ in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, where the, the gospel is outlined. Right, you know that guy you've been looking for? That man, that savior? You killed him. You killed him. And they say, what do we do? And Peter's response was not, well, now that you believe what I've said, you're good. We called for action, didn't he? Repent and be baptized. Our debt is buried beneath that water, smothered by the blood of Christ. What hope we have. It's a beautiful thing, because life can sometimes beat us down. Right? You, you look at the world today, and there are, there are problems. Right? There are food shortages, there are wars, there are people dying from all kinds of things. There are people that think sin is okay. They think that sin is acceptable. The thing that separates us from God, they're fine with it. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we paid more heed to the rooster crowing in our own lives? The warning. Remember, it crowed once and Peter blunders on, doesn't he? He keeps going. Show of hands, how many of you have gone through a a clear warning from God and just kept doing what you wanted to do? And yeah, thank you for making me not the only one that raised my hand. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have, 
We have hope, we have salvation, we have a plan of action, a plan of life, a plan of thought, a way to carry ourselves, a way to help others. I love, I love that last verse that Mike sang. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. And even so, it is well with my soul. Years ago, I could not say that. Years ago, I would tell you the answer for me is at the bottom of a bottle. I would, I would tell you, that's, yeah, that, that's the answer. Get numb. Ignore everything else. Sometimes we can be so full of ourselves and not full of Christ. I am, I am so very grateful to be standing up here in, in front of you tonight. I hope that I hope that all of you are doing great. If you're here and you're doing well and life is good, awesome. I'm here to celebrate with you. That's wonderful. If you're here and you're on the porch, we're here for you in that as well. You know, the, the porch is a dangerous place. While Peter was on a physical porch, weeping bitterly, not too long after that, Judas was on a porch of his own making. Judas was on a porch inside of himself. And if you stay on the porch long enough, you wind up like Judas at the end of a dangling rope. Because our sin doesn't make us bad people. Our sin makes us dead. And the only thing that can bring us back to life is the blood of Christ. That's it. We have to have a relationship with him. And sometimes it's not that easy admitting we were wrong. Is it? Sometimes we sit on the porch for a little while and we weep. And we look for that little glimmer of hope and we find it. And life turns around. Tonight, tonight Jesus is there for you if you need him. And so are we. If we can do anything for you at all, we're going to stand and sing, please come. Yeah.
Thanks for joining us here this evening. There it is. Uh, thanks for joining us here this evening. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks for that powerful sermon this evening. Uh, John's been, like I said, he's been working at the School of Preaching. Uh, he's come, done very, very well, very well. So appreciate his heart for doing that. I appreciate his own ministry that he has going on. Um, so anyways, thank you, John. Uh, a few messages. Grab yourself a bulletin. We got those in the back. Uh, I didn't carry mine with me, but I'll give you some updates on some things that may or may not be in there. Um, Judy Rust, her brother-in-law had a stroke, uh, but he's doing well now. And also, Judy was uh, possibly was exposed to COVID, and she possibly has that. She's not taking a test, but she feels that she has it. So, uh, Tiffany and the kids have been down with the Rona this past week. Uh, Marie Holloway, I hear she had it for like three weeks, pretty tough. So. Um, but hopefully she's getting better. Uh, the Rapp family had it. Uh, Amber later, unrelated to the COVID, was in the hospital last week with a collapsed lung. She's home now. Um, Chuck White. Chuck White had a heart attack this past week. Um, he was in the hospital. He had a heart catheter, and they put in one stent. Uh, Chuck's supposed to come home today. So hope he is home. Good. Good. So Chuck is home. Uh, we look forward to him getting back here. Uh, like I said before, we... He preaches, he teaches, he gives one-word answers, and he keeps us entertained with his puns. So those are very Chuck things, and we, uh, we miss him when he's not here. The fire out on 46 uh, got very close to the Sharp family property. Stephen Sue out there um, last night. So firemen and brush trucks and stuff. So um, I think I've heard that that's under control or out. Okay, that's a good thing. Uh, Betty Larner starts radiation tomorrow. It'll be three weeks, five days a week. So keep Betty in your prayers that it's successful. Clayton was here this morning. He had a seizure the previous week and was in the hospital. And they tied that to possibly a spider or a tick bite, but he seems to be doing well. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, Lloyd Dickerson uh, had back surgery. Uh, more deterioration than they expected, but surgery went well. So I think he's going to go to rehab next is the next thing that's on there. Uh, another one on the list is a, a girl that was on my soccer team, named McKenzie, is missing. Um, prayers for her and her family. Uh, I guess she's been gone for like 10 days, so I'll just throw that out there. Um, if you got a July birthday or anniversary, send it to me an email or bring me a piece of paper or something. We're trying to put together a calendar, moving all the birthdays to one page, uh, make it a bulletin a little smaller. Uh, shoemates have a new home. They are moved in, so that's a good thing. Uh, tech problems this morning. If you're looking for this morning's live stream, I'm sorry. We had tech problems. It all boiled down to a connector that wasn't connected. Who knows why they move? Gremlins and stuff like that, I guess. Food pantry. Food pantry is tomorrow. There's uh, places to help all over the place. So the moving food pantry giveaway is like one to three, but plenty to do. Contact Mike and Sue if you're looking for a way to help the community. Um, Close the net. Uh, I said this morning we went with the senior adults this week to uh, Fujiyama. It was a great time. I realized that the senior adults were not old people. They were just people. So, <laughs> shock, huh? So I don't know if that makes me old or if that just means I looked at it wrong all that time. But it was a great time. It was a great experience. So look forward to hopefully that will work out with our schedules again. Uh, Wednesday night we'll be back here for Bible class. I either drew the, lot, the small straw or 
uh, lots were cast at me, but I'm teaching on Wednesday night. Um, sounds like I'll either do humility or pride, so hard to tell which one. But I'll probably be teaching, I will be teaching it on Wednesday night. So join us if you can. Um, that's about it. Stay faithful. Uh, hug on John. Yeah, that's, that's what he's working for. Just hugs, I promise. Thanks. If you're able to stand for our closing prayer, sing the first and last verse of Sing and Be Happy. John, thank you for that fantastic sermon. That's great. <clears throat> if please Holy Father in heaven as we come to you this evening we come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts for being able to be here together with one another Heavenly Father one of the blessed gifts that you gave us beyond your son and beyond your spirit and beyond your great amazing love is each other we thank you so much for that gift. Help us to use it wisely and well. Learn from one another, grow with one another. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.